Hi, I'm Miss Sadie from The Noshery. And I'm Rebecca from Foodie with Family. And welcome to another episode of My Plate is Always Full, where we're always hungry to talk about food. I think today's episode should come with a warning. And I'm about to deliver it. Mm -hmm. Before you start listening, listener, to our episode, you may want to grab a snack. Rebecca. Yes. Talk while the good people make themselves some snackage. Yes. Okay. I am going to back you up 100% and say that having a snack on hand would be wise. I I, say it all the time. (laughs) Yeah. I, of course, as usual, have done nothing of the sort. All I've eaten today are two little cups of yogurt and a meat stick. So I will be thoroughly hangry by the time we are done recording. And I might have to interrupt the proceedings because... Knowing what we were doing, I sort of placed a DoorDash order so that I could have what? some of what we're talking about. I'm not even kidding. I'm sorry. So anyway, um, yeah. I. So is somebody is... just going to roll up on your car? Because I know you're sitting in your car recording this and be yeah. like, hey, here's your takeout. Yeah. Yes, they are. Um, actually. And now you have been warned. So take it away, Mercedes. Well, okay. I will keep that in mind. Today's episode is about nothing less than one of the most snackable foods in the entire world, dumplings. Ah, that is so right. Dumplings are everywhere. Everybody knows dumplings. Everybody loves dumplings. Dumplings are the best. I mean, I get there are a lot of foods like people will debate and they get all worked up. Oh, yeah. You know, there's foods that they're just not for everyone. But dumplings, they're for everyone. I agree. Whether they're dough wrapped around something amazing, delicious, the bomb, or <laughs> dough simmered in soup, or dough with nothing in it that's fried, some sort of tasty fat, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're giving it some love today. We're talking about all the dumplings today. And today's episode is My Little Dumpling. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's so cute. I know, right? Because dumplings make the world go round. So let's do this thing. All right, we made a bold claim. We said dumplings make the world go round. Let's uh, solidify that. Help us out with some facts, Rebecca. You know, so I'm so I'm not a liar. I, I well, you know, I want to yeah, want to stand on my statement. Okay, well, I can help you. I can do that because dumplings are one of those foods that exist in just about every food culture, from China, where they are arguably the birthplace of dumplings, and they have a seemingly endless number of types of dumplings to Polish pierogies, to our very own down-home chicken and dumplings here in the U.S., dumplings are everywhere. They're on every continent. I love them. I love the, the like, the tiny little, like, compressed packaging. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They're like, a little they're, bite-sized happiness. Because it's funny because they're also cute, but they're delicious, you know? They I mean, are. it depends on the dumpling. I'm thinking specifically about, you know, like... 
I love when you go to like a dim sum restaurant or something like mm-hmm. that and they got all these like little plump steamed dumplings. Oh, so good. They are happy, happy food and they are so ubiquitous that Wikipedia even has an entire page devoted to an alphabetical list of dumplings from around the world, complete with links to describe them. So it should be used almost as like a checklist. Like, have I eaten this dumpling? You know what I mean? Like you can go down the list to try every dumpling. Yeah, I think we need to import that into a spreadsheet and start (laughs) keeping track of the ones that we have tried. And I'll I'll include that list in the show notes, of course, because I think it's a pretty cool resource. And I hadn't even thought of using it as a checklist, but now I have now I haven't that's that's my bucket list now. Eat through (laughs) The, the Wikipedia <laughs> checklist. Exactly. So maybe what we should do is start by defining what a dumpling actually is. And according- I feel like there's going to be some hot topic debating here oh, on the, this, there, but please there continue. Is, there is actually, but we'll we'll stick with Wikipedia as our source right now. And I can hear all my teacher friends gasping and in horror over the Citing fact that Wikipedia. Using, I know. I know. <laughs> Sorry folks, but I'm going to go I'm going with it today. So according to Wikipedia, and I quote, dumplings are cooked balls of dough based on flour, <laughs> potatoes, rice, or bread. They may include meat, fish, vegetables, or sweets. They may be cooked by boiling, steaming, simmering, frying, or baking. They may have a filling or there may be other ingredients mixed into the dough. They go on. Dumplings may be sweet or savory and are made in many various cuisines in the world. However they are prepared and with whatever ingredients, they are generally of a size that can be consumed in a single bite. That is that is the Wikipedia definition of a dumpling. Well, that actually makes more things into dumplings than I would have initially thought of as a dumpling. Yeah, you know I agree. I, mean? I agree. Like, I always pictured, I mean, you say dumpling to me, I'm usually thinking one of two things. I'm thinking either like chicken and dumplings. So it's like some kind of flour thing that's cooked in a broth. Yeah. Um, and not only chicken and dumplings, but I mean, like just some kind of mixture, some kind of batter, some kind of dough or masa that's cooked in broth. Or I'm thinking of like Asian dumplings. You know? Yeah. 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 That's, and honestly, it's interesting because that's my usual thought as well. But it truly does encompass quite a lot of foods if you use that definition, right? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I also would think dumplings, like maybe the size matters too, but I get there's like no real, well, it does say generally of a size that be consumed in a single bite. Right. Although so, there, I mean, if you want to argue that point, there there are quite a few dumplings that go beyond single bite size that you have to cut up that are. I mean, technically, you know, I mean, yeah. it's not like every dumpling you can just shove it in your mouth and eat it in one bite. You know, I could try. <laughs> I am willing to try. <laughs> it's not going to be like the best manners or whatever. No, but I mean, it's understandable. It's a dumpling, right? So would that make, so like, for example, I grew up with pasteles, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you're unfamiliar with pasteles, which I may have mentioned them probably in a previous episode, but I'm not 100% sure, it is 
kind of the Puerto Rican version of tamales, except not tamales because they're completely different. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like it, but not at all. But not at all. Because (laughs) pasteles, the the masa, is made usually with plantain, green banana, jautia, which is a type of root vegetable. Mm -hmm. Um, It might have some pumpkin in it. It'll be like a mixture of stuff. Juca root will usually be in it too. Okay. Um, And then that is spread on a banana leaf and then filled with pork. And then the banana leaf is folded. It creates like a little hot pocket. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then you wrap this, you know, hot pocket in um, banana leaf, tie it, and then you boil them. Um, And then you boil them for about a half an hour to to 45 minutes, depending on how big they are. And then you... Open up the banana leaf, unwrap them, and and they're ready to serve. So I can see them being a kind of a dumpling. Um, uh-huh. And they're completely different from tamales because it's not masa, like, you know, like corn flour. And it, they're not wrapped in corn husk and they're not steamed. They're boiled. But just the general, like, dough stuffed with meat. Apply the method. To, yeah, the- I guess they have some. I always say that to people. I'm always like, pasteles are like tamales, but not. But like completely, completely different. different. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I think exactly the best explanation. No, that's a pretty good explanation. But I want to, I want to come back to that particular discussion in a minute because, um. It is, there is some controversy in the world of dumplings, okay. which because I find a little bit funny. <laughs> my, my automatic thought or reaction, like if somebody mm-hmm. were to say to me, are pasteles dumplings? I would say no. I, and I get that. But we're going to come back around to that a little dumpling pun um because you did say (laughs) you did say that dumplings make the world go round right um but there are many many shapes of dumplings other than just round ones in the dumpling universe and there's more than just a little bit of controversy about what constitutes a dumpling okay and it's not just the pasteles tamales issue it's there are you know little spoiler alert we're going to we're going to be talking a little bit about some italian dumplings that you might oh. not think of as dumplings well i can think of one you want to say it i can i mean i would think gnocchi is a dumpling gnocchi is a dumpling but okay. that's not the that's not the one that has a little bit of controversy around it but we'll get to that in a minute oh okay um, okay and I, I don't want to say I don't want to get ahead of the game, you know. Yeah, you, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> so, China alone has so many types of dumplings that dumplings are generally slipped into two different classification systems. So, okay. the first classification system is how is by how they're cooked. Are they boiled? Are they steamed? Are they fried? Are they baked? The second classification system is by their shape. So broadly speaking, most Chinese dumplings fit into one of two shape categories, a crescent shape or a purse shape. And the purse can be twisted at the top. It, I mean, there are just so many varieties. And the fun doesn't stop there because the <laughs> Chinese language is so complex and it varies so much from region to region within China that each 
type of dumpling, regardless of which classification system you're using, can be known by several different names. Yes, that I did know. And honestly, we could probably do an entire episode on Chinese dumplings alone because of the variety that exists there. And I think we should maybe hold on to that and move on because I would love to research that category a little bit more. And by research, I mean I would like to eat. <laughs> I mean, I too want to volunteer as an eater for a dumpling episode Um, and also all the varieties of dumplings. And honestly, if I were to think and categorize like what category is my favorite dumpling category, I think the Chinese dumpling is definitely at the top of the list. I think so too. For me, it's, it's right up there. That's the one that I go to in my brain when I think of dumplings. So I say we... I say we shelve we have, the Chinese yeah, we're gonna, dumplings. For we're now. gonna set that aside because yes. that could be an entire episode all on its own, like specifically just Chinese dumplings. Yes. So we'll um, do that. Yeah, but, we'll get back to that. So moving on though. Yes, moving on to dumpling controversies, because there are a few. Um, but first, you know, now that I said we're shelving Chinese dumplings, we're gonna go back there for a second. Because um the first controversy in the world of dumplings that I'd like to talk about is the soup dumpling controversy. Have you heard of soup dumplings? Okay, so soup dumplings are when, I don't know if the technique is to like actually freeze soup and then wrap a dumpling in it, or like if it's the jelly, you know how like if you make stock from stock from scratch, oh my gosh, like it gets like gelatinized, (laughs) you know what I mean? So you can still kind of stuff it in a dumpling yes um, and then in the process right. of cooking it it becomes liquid Liquefied. yep yeah. that is that's actually your second guess is the correct one so usually what happens is there's gelatinized stock that's included with minced meat of some variety often pork and there's a very thin wrapper that encases all of this and it's twisted at the top to seal everything in. And as it steams, this gelatinized meat stock melts and becomes Mm. soup and it's super flavorful. So what happens, I know my mouth is, I'm getting so hungry right now. This is, this is why I should snack before I do this. But as I was saying, when you bite into them, the flavorful stock just kind of pours into your mouth. And so far this is non-controversial, right? Just Uh sounds tasty so far. Well, Time Out London is a popular online publication that bills itself as, quote, our guide to the best food and drink events, activities, and attractions in London. (laughs) I love your accentuation there. You're like, thank you. Like, like very fabulous and (laughs) intense there. Very. Yes, I'm I'm the tour guide. You, You will note that I didn't attempt a British accent. Because I have a little bit of pride. <laughs> and that, that may not have gone super well. But the Time Out London featured a video on their Facebook page that said, and here's here's where I just I'm already I'm already gonna inject my judgment here. Somebody should have known better than to include the sentence that I'm about to say in a food review. Okay. Okay. The quote was <laughs> I'm like waiting in suspense. (laughs) Love popping spots and eating dumplings. Combine the two with exploding soup dumplings. Popping spots. (laughs) Popping zits. Do you love popping zits? 
and eating dumplings. I, was I like, will translate. Is, I didn't. I totally didn't get it. I'm like popping spots. Is that like I'm, a, a misspelling <laughs> or something? Yeah, I'm translating from British English to American English now. Popping spots is popping a zit, which oh, gross. But yes, that is not how you recommend food. At no. least to me, that, that is a bad description. Right. On like, oh, so you should eat this. That's that's. Problem number one. Problem number two is that they accompanied this with a video showing them jabbing a soup dumpling with a chopstick to let the soup pour out of the dumpling. Okay. Now, soup dumpling lovers were horrified and held forth quite angrily and told them, you know, effectively they were being stupid. (laughs) I mean... That's an interesting like breakdown of events. First, he compares it to popping a zit right. to eat the dumpling. Then he pops the dumpling, and then people get horrified right. because I get it because it's like you're taking the filling out, which yes. completely negates the whole idea of a soup dumpling. Right. And somebody went to a lot of work to put those things together. Yeah. And then what What are you going to do? Lift your plate and slurp <laughs> the soup off of it? Yeah, I don't really see that. I mean, as a good strategy. <laughs> Nor do I. And I, I kind of I kind of get the outrage. Um, you know, I have found myself enraged by people's questionable food decisions before so well you know how i feel like when i go and i make something and it's designed to be eaten a certain way you know like a composed Mm -hmm. bite like these ingredients are all in there for a reason and then somebody just goes and takes them out i'm like what are you doing yeah (laughs) i know (laughs) i'm like don't do that that offends me i worked really hard on that the controversy in the world of dumplings doesn't even end there. It doesn't oh. end in China. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. suspense, scandal. Yes. Do tell. Uh, ooh, what? Okay, <laughs> because some people have extremely strong feelings about what constitutes chicken and dumplings. Well, I don't know Are why. Are you familiar with because this? Because I don't have strong feelings about anything in regards to food. I don't want to know why people got to get so worked up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you And actually, I think I do. Because for me, this is something that's interesting. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're going to go into it. But I have always thought of chicken and dumplings as being chicken soup with like a a biscuity type dumpling. Yes. And then I was introduced to chicken and dumplings with some kind of really thick weird noodle (laughs) i feel like you're implying judgment when you say that and i was like this isn't chicken and dumplings this is like chicken noodle soup with mutant noodles i yes i don't yeah so that is probably i'm sure is that like the issue is that that is part of the issue yeah so it's it's chicken and dumpling drama (laughs) the the chicken and dumpling drama comes in three parts so first yes in the northern part of the u.s generally There tends to be um, the biscuity or bread-like round dumplings that cook in chicken stew. And it's usually you start with a whole chicken and you move on from there. So that's, you know, it's usually made from scratch, kind of a thick stew with these round biscuity type dumplings. In the South, they favor flat noodle-like dumplings. So these are rolled out and cut 
and they're the the more um well like you said kind of the weird mutant noodle <laughs> but here's part three part three is that complicating all of that in the pennsylvania dutch area okay that same dish you know the the flat mutant noodle when it's prepared is called chicken pot pie what yes it's called okay. chicken pot pie by the pennsylvania dutch but it's a soup correct without and it like... has no pastry but it does have flat dumpling noodles what this makes no sense to me <laughs> hey don't take like... it up with me it's the pennsylvania dutch who who have committed this one <laughs> do you remember that time that we had that discussion about where i got all worked up because somebody made a chili relleno soup Yes, and you told me that. I said that's not possible because it chili relleno is literally stuffed chili. Like you can't stuff a soup. You know what I mean? Like you can't, <laughs> right. you can't call something chili relleno and then it's like liquid. It makes so could, no sense. On that note, could you call it chili relleno unconstructed, deconstructed? I mean, I guess, but Ish. at that point, it's just green chili soup. Right. Well, I was just thinking because I've heard of unstuffed pepper soup, that yeah, kind well, of thing. Don't even get me started on this whole like <laughs> unstuffed or deconstructed or whatever. That's just trying. That was okay. because somebody didn't want to spend the time to assemble and stuff things. And so they wanted to make it sound fancy and they add deconstructed. Like, whatever. I agree. I agree. So, but... That doesn't solve our chicken and dumplings dilemma because okay. we've got the t we've got well three three regions specifically referring by the same well two regions referring to it by the same name the third region calling it something else entirely but matching the product of one of those first two regions so that's not confusing at all <laughs> not even a little bit right so I guess. What it boils down to is a cautionary tale, which is if you find yourself in geographically in a part of the country where you don't live, you may want to have them explain exactly what they mean by either chicken pot pie or chicken and dumplings. Even if they give you a funny look, you can point them to our podcast and say, listen, I know how it goes down in parts of the country. <laughs> I need to know what kind of chicken and dumplings I'm going to eat so I'm emotionally prepared before the bowl gets to the table. It is so true because there is nothing that is more disappointing to me sometimes than when I have it. I'm like, oh, I see something on the menu and I'm like, oh, and I get all excited. And then it gets to the table and I'm like, what is this? So that happened to me. <laughs> I, I was there me. a couple of times that happened to you, I, actually. <laughs> it is, I don't, I look, I am not a dramatic person. I'm really not. You've known me for like 10 years. I'm not, yes. well, I can be, there's a difference between dramatic and like dramatic. You know what I mean? Right. You don't invite <laughs> drama, but I will say when you are not expecting something, your reaction can be rather dramatic. It can be. Like, I admit it. Like, I get a little, which was why I was about to say, I almost get emotionally upset. I get emotionally upset. I am so devastated that I'm not getting what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> 
I will almost lose my appetite. It is ridiculous. I recognize that I need to get myself together. Like, it'll help. take me a full like 10 to 15 minutes to like recompose myself and then reboot my brain to mm-hmm. eat this which is before me and is not what I expected. <laughs> and then it has totally died on the plate and you're... <laughs> And your and then, concern is completely borne out. You're like, see, I knew this was going to be terrible because it's cold. And it's cold because it sat on your plate for 15 minutes while you got emotionally adjusted to the idea of eating it. But It happened to me with chorizo one time where I just <laughs> moved to Texas. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, they have chorizo on the menu. Uh-huh. No. I mean, it was chorizo, but it was Mexican chorizo. And as a Puerto Rican, it was not what I was expecting. I was expecting oh. cured chorizo, not the ground meat chorizo. You know what I mean? Right. So you were expecting the Spanish style chorizo. Yeah. And then not I'm like, the bulk sausage. I'm like, what the crap is this on my plate? <laughs> now, <laughs> I will say, me, after, <laughs> well, that's what I'm about to say. After being in Texas for a little bit, I now love it. But having moved from the East Coast, from Florida, where I was predominantly in, whenever I had chorizo, I was around a Puerto Rican community. Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting that when I was in Texas. And then when I ordered it, I was like, what the heck is this? I was upset and kind of disappointed. But then I fell in love with it. And now I want it on everything. Well, I'm kind of there too, because I (laughs) want that on everything. But we we were talking dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry and about that rabbit trail. I got sidetracked. <laughs> I want to bring it back around to the land of dumpling controversy. And even though I'm not really sure how controversial this is, um, we still have to talk about the whole tamales, pasteles, and oddly enough, empanada discussion. No. What? Empanadas okay, yeah. are not... Empanadas I mean, are on the Wikipedia list of dumplings. I don't know. See, empanadas for me are a turnover. I would say I would call an empanada like a hand pie. Yeah, like I would say they're like a turnover or a hand pie or or something like that, but I wouldn't call them a dumpling. So I was going to ask you for your thoughts on this, but I'm glad you're already going with it. So please continue. Tell me why. Why? Uh, well, first of all, for me <laughs> now, I know, like, I I don't know about this this definition in Wikipedia. It's not like Wikipedia is exactly the gold standard of um, information. Correct. <laughs> now you're starting to sound like my teacher friends. Okay. <laughs> so, because for me, a dumpling typically is small. It's bite sized. It has some type of a dough or masa or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing that stands out to me about that qualifies something as a dumpling is the cooking method. So it's it has the cooking method is with some type of moisture. So it's either boiled in water or steamed. So for me, okay. anything that is deep fried is not a dumpling. That is a turnover or a hand pie or like, you know, or something or like, like that. Or like a croquetta or something. Yeah, because nature. it's also about the texture. So an empanada or un pastelillo in Puerto Rico, we have, we do both of them. The pastelillo is a smaller version of an empanada. Mm-hmm. Um, so empanadas would be like lunch and then a pastelillo would be like a snack. You know what I mean? I do. So and I'm hungry. But <laughs> there are um, always deep fried and crispy. You know what I mean? They're flaky, they're crispy, they're doughy. 
And I would think a dumpling or anytime I think of a dumpling, I think of a soft texture. Mm -hmm. Now, it might be finished off, like quickly pan fried after it's been steamed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think that, I think what Wikipedia did was kind of box themselves in with their definition, right? Because yeah. Because they said it's, oh gosh, I'm not going to read the whole thing again, you know. I mean, you they included saying, fried in the list. and They did. I, they also included baked. Yeah. I do not agree with that. No. Well, I think, honestly, they kind of had to include it, though, because if you start getting into the world of dessert dumplings, you know, if you're thinking apple dumplings, that kind of thing. Oh, I can see an apple dumpling, but isn't an apple dumpling also still kind of like, I mean, I know it's baked, but they're still gooey. It's still like soft. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because usually an apple dumpling is cooked in some type of like a sauce in the oven, you know? Yeah, so, I, yeah. in that sense, I think an apple dumpling still qualifies as a dumpling. I do too. And it it usually has the sauce in with it. Exactly. That's my point. Yeah. There's still that moisture. It's just anything, like if you're just taking something like a like an empanada or, um, for example, if you had taken that same apple dumpling and not baked it in sauce or whatever and just dropped it in a deep fryer, would you still be calling it a dumpling? I probably wouldn't be, but Wikipedia, I mean, you don't, yeah, but, you, you know, who can tell Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. Now, correct me though, if I'm wrong, but there is, and I don't remember which country it is. There is a country in South America that has an empanada that's filled with a stew. I am unfamiliar with that one. So I'm wondering, I don't... would that count as a dumpling or are we still talking hand pie there? Um, I don't know because... How is that dumpling cooked? Is it deep fried? Is it baked? Or is it steamed? Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. I I don't know. I just know it exists and I really want to eat it. So that would have to be something that's researched. But for <laughs> me, I'm going to stand pretty firm on the line that a defining factor about the dumpling is the cooking method, which requires some type of moisture, Okay, which is steam or boiling. Yeah, I'm I'm inclined to agree with you on that one. So I think, you know, when we're done here, you're going to have to write a strongly worded letter to Wikipedia. <laughs> I would have to find whoever wrote that article and be like, yo, dude, let's talk. You are incorrect. You are now, so wrong. <laughs> what's interesting about, I just said that, right? Yes. Yet the pastel and the tamal are both cooked in that way. That is correct. They are. However, so, <laughs> oh, however, okay. I now, okay. So growing up, I never would have thought of it as a dumpling until this conversation just happened. You know? Yeah, I do. But I'm wondering, for example, whenever I think of a dumpling, I don't think of it having to be wrapped in something else in order to be cooked. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do, except that a couple of dumplings that we're going to talk about in a minute are exactly that. So am I actually going to have to come to terms with them possibly <laughs> being some kind of dumpling? I feel like you're going or, to have an or, existential crisis over this. I mean, my brain is kind of fritzing out right now. I'm not even going <laughs> to 
<laughs> joke because it's almost like I'm looking at the food from my childhood in a completely different light and I'm confused by it. You're having some trouble with this. Okay. let's. I'm having an existential crisis here right now. <laughs> let's, you know what, what might solve that? What? Eating some dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> Well, while I get my existential crisis in check, it might take me, I don't know, a little bit. Um, Maybe I need to distract myself with discussing some more dumplings. We can do that. We can do that. Okay. So let's talk about the ravioli, which might be a little controversial. Yes. Yeah. Um, So I think that a ravioli could qualify as a dumpling because ravioli are thin sheets of pasta wrapped around a filling that are then boiled. Yeah. And I mean, and so in that case, so would tortellini. That's a dumpling. And in a move that will probably not surprise you, they are both on the Wikipedia dumpling list. (laughs) Shut up. I'm starting to think I'm going to find, you know, macaroni and cheese on the dumpling list. I know. It's like the entire thing. You're like, wait a minute. This is a little bit more than I expected. I'm sorry. I never thought of a corn dog as a dumpling before, but maybe I do now. Um, and yes. then some people might debate or might think that this is controversial, but I totally don't think it is because I believe gnocchi is a dumpling. I agree. And I think, honestly, you're going to anger a large portion of Italy by calling a ravioli a dumpling, <laughs> but they're all going to agree with you that a gnocchi is dumpling and not pasta, which is what a lot of people think it is. Oh, I absolutely do not think that gnocchi is pasta. I mean, it's made out of potatoes. Hello. Right. right. Absolutely. Like, and technically, no. it is it, it is everything that a dumpling is supposed to be, right? It's, yes. it's the dough that is boiled, and sometimes it's tossed in some melted butter with some grated cheese. I am oh gosh, hungry. So okay. I'm going <laughs> to... Mm, moving on. Because <laughs> there is more... In the fabulous world of, of dumplings. And this is one of my personal favorites, pierogies. I have never eaten, I know this for a fact, I have never eaten a homemade pierogi. <laughs> oh, we're going to fix that. We're going to fix that. It's going to happen and it's going to happen soon. In fact, because I didn't even become, I didn't even become familiar with pierogies until recently. Like, I, and not recently as in like, I don't know, like a few months ago. I mean, recently as in, being an adult recently. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I I was going to say, come on, we've talked about pierogies before. You know my deep, true love for the world of pierogies. Now, (laughs) for those who, like Miss Sadie, maybe didn't grow up with pierogies, let me describe them to you. Um, They're also similar to the Veroniki of the Ukraine and the Russian Pelmeni. They're, They're all in the same kind of family. They're made of a dough that's wrapped around fillings, which are then steamed or boiled. Pierogies and pelmeni are often then fried in butter before serving. And all three of them are generally accompanied by sour cream. Now, pierogies and veroniki can be savory or sweet, and pelmeni are almost always savory. See, I always thought that a pierogi was... Isn't 
it's stuffed with potato or is a lot the of times made out it of potato is. or no, no usually the one that most people in the u.s are familiar with it's a dough that's wrapped around mashed potatoes and it could have grated cheese it could have caramelized onions it could have all sorts of things stuffed in but the the bulk of the filling is mashed potatoes and uh-huh. Oh, it is so stinking good. It's hard to come up with the words to describe how habit-forming these things are because you get that chewy little bit of dough. You've got the fluffy, pillowy mashed potatoes inside, and then they're boiled until the dough is tender, and then you drain them and you toss them in butter till they get little crisp edges and some golden brown on them. So you've got all of these textures, all of these flavors. The brown butter is in there. It is it is easily one of my favorite foods in the world. Hmm. Easily. I've never, I, I don't know why. It's just never been something that has struck me like it's one of these foods that I must try. I know there's a German restaurant. Well, I mean, that's not, I don't think they'll have it on the menu because obviously it's not German. It's Polish. Right. It's Polish. <laughs> <laughs> well, they might have it on the menu if they're feeling, you know, smart because it's delicious. Um, but speaking of, speaking of German, mm-hmm. are you familiar with Spätzle? Well, I mean, I'm familiar with Spätzle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. And I yes. love it. It's actually one of my favorite things. Speaking of the restaurant that I was talking about, there's one down t- in downtown Chattanooga that's called Brew House. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. If you are ever in Chattanooga and you are a fan of German food, which, by the way, why haven't I taken you there? I don't know. It is I'm asking delicious. myself the same question right now because this I am a fan. This place is so good. And it's, like, rich and flavorful and the spetzel is awesome mm. and they have like a whole sausage spread and oh, sign me up it's so good it's very good and Please i continue i i will i will because <laughs> so the humble spetzel this is popular not just in german cuisine but also alsacian cuisine swiss hungarian slovenian austrian and a whole bunch of others and proving once again, that there is a ridiculous amount of crossover between pasta and dumplings. Wikipedia goes <laughs> oh out of the ballpark this time and calls Spätzle a pasta. I can see that. You know what I mean? Although I always thought of it as like a bunch of little dumplings. But yeah, I do kind of, I think actually I did describe it to my husband one time as like, oh, it's like a German pasta. Yeah, see, to me, it is 100% dumpling in my head because it's a thick batter or a thin dough, depending on how you look at it, and it's pressed through a colander or a ricer into boiling water. They're tiny little simmered dumplings that are drained, and then again, you know, we've got that beautiful toss in a pan with some butter, which I think is, you know, how I'd like to end life is tossed in a pan (laughs) with some butter. Oh, Um, my God. That's weird. Okay. I don't know. I mean, everything good ends in butter, right? <laughs> so it, it just, but I don't see, this is where I, this is where I want to write the strongly worded letter to Wikipedia and say, are you nuts? It's not pasta. It's a dumpling. I think it's just, I though I completely agree with you because I know when I have made spetzel, it's basically like a thick batter that you're just, yeah. you know, pressing through a colander or a cheese grater or something like that. Um, but I think it's maybe the way you eat it and the texture of it. You know what I mean? That yeah. it is reminiscent of pasta. Okay. I'll give you that, but I'm still categorizing it as a dumpling. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I'll I can valid point, I will relinquish that to you. Point well, thank you. for Rebecca. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. 
So are we through Wikipedia's list of dumplings? Well, no. I mean, the list is longer than my arm. But I think we're through what we can discuss reasonably in the confines of one podcast. Okay. So that's good. So we got to debate what qualifies as a dumpling. I had to come to terms with I've possibly been eating dumplings every Christmas for my entire <laughs> life in the form of pasteles. I, I still don't know how I feel about that. I'm still torn about that. Yes. And we both um, agree that we're going to write to Wikipedia and demand they remove empanada from the dumpling list. Yeah, absolutely. An empanada, any kind of ham pie. I don't. Okay. Deep frying. I want to know, you people, my our fellow, our listeners out there, would you consider anything that's deep fried as a dumpling? We do need I'm, to know this. Like, I need to know this. Are we? Is there a food out there that we're not thinking of? Are we off base on this one? Is fried and is still a dumpling. So I'm just wondering. Other than that, I think we got through our entire list. I might actually order some takeout. Maybe some dumplings. My yeah. favorite are pork fried dumplings. I love pork oh. fried dumplings and combination fried rice. They're I have to tell you, orders. the you know what's sitting in my takeout bag right now are the pork fried dumplings. Oh, because delicious. I was smart and I ordered them. And okay, was I smart? I don't know. Was I rude? You be the judge. Yes, I had to interrupt recording to take delivery of my dumplings. But I'm about to be an extremely happy person. Yeah, so you're totally good, totally valid. And so you can uh, get to your dumpling consumption. Yes. Um, I think I'm going to wrap it up for today. Okay. I want to thank everyone for spending some time with us, learning with us, debating with us. What the heck exactly is a dumpling? My little dumpling. <laughs> if, I know. I do. I love that. My little dumpling. Okay. So <laughs> if you have any feedback to give us, any questions, if you want to tell us whether or not you think any of these qualify as a dumpling, you can email us with your questions and your comments to myplateisalwaysfull at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook. You can find me, Mercedes, at thenoshery.com. And you can find me, Rebecca, at foodiewithfamily.com. And of course, you can find the podcast with all the show notes at myplateisalwaysfull.com. Please like, share, subscribe, listen to all of our episodes, tell your friends, uh, that they must listen to this episode because we talked about dumplings and every other episode that is glorious <laughs> and delicious. Because they're so all delicious. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for listening to us today. And please join us next week for another episode of My Plate is Always Full. Until next time, stay hungry, friends. Join us next week for another helping of My Plate is Always Full. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to your favorite podcasting platform, leave a review, and share it with your friends to spread the love.